Welcome to the Catapult Ed Next Gen Podcast, a podcast to educate the next generation towards a successful financial future. Welcome to the Catapult Ed Next Gen Podcast, your go-to resource for financial education aimed at the next generation. My name is Christina Tran, your host for Season 2. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Vincent Duran. He's a knowledgeable real estate agent who will be sharing valuable insights on navigating the housing market for first-home buyers. Thanks for joining in and stay tuned for an exciting discussion on all things real estate. Thanks, Vincent, for joining. Thank you for having us. What a great opportunity to get someone on board that knows the ins and outs of the industry and has recently bought their first home as well. So thank you so much for coming on board. All good, all good. No, it's, um, yeah, it can be quite daunting. Um, yeah. when it comes to buying your first property and um, there's a lot of things to look out for. Um, so yeah, we can, we can go through some stuff today that hopefully will um, be of help to people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I guess, first of all, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, what made you want to become a real estate agent and what inspired you into the industry of selling and buying homes? Um, I first came into the industry through auctioneering. So I did actually did an auctioneering course in school and yeah. that sort of transferred into um, into working into the real estate industry and um, did work experience at a real estate office and then yeah after I finished school went full time and here yeah. we are yeah wow what what was it exactly that um, inspired you or was it always an interest of yours or was it not, just something you discovered along the not way really I, I didn't probably have a lot of direction and my career counselor at the time at school he basically said you don't have a choice you're doing this really yeah, <laughs> you're, doing this, you're, doing, you're doing this auctioneering course which was um as, yes, they call it School Auction Idol, and um, they ran that. Uh, they used to run that at um, a lot of the schools yeah, um, wow. in Adelaide, which they, they don't do anymore. We're trying to get it back um, yep. up and running. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, that was really good, and it just opened my eyes. Without that, I wouldn't have, yeah, we, yeah. I would, would have been doing something totally different. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how something that you didn't know could have such a huge impact on you yeah. later on down the track. I thought it'd be great to get you on board just to talk about all thing housing and buying your first home. You must see like a lot of first home buyers come through um, in your experience. Um, and what are you seeing at the moment with markets and how things are? Um, so yeah, well, predominantly where we sell is, is a, we sell a lot in the Western suburbs and a lot of the demographic we sell to are first home buyers. So we do get to interact with a lot of people um, that are buying their first home and um, in that sort of space in the market, it's pretty competitive at the moment. Um, I think it's an affordable, probably everywhere up to probably the 750, 800 mark is, is really, really competitive. Once you start yeah. going to that million dollar plus bracket, at least in the, the areas that we work, where we're finding there's probably not the, the depth of buyers there, but there's also not a lot of stock available. Oh, um, okay. So with, but the, the sort of the first home buyers market, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's pretty tough at the moment. Um, yeah. And an interesting thing, there's there's a first homeowners grant which is available for brand new properties, right? Yeah. You have to buy it for five seventy five or less. Yeah. And they've actually they haven't they should increase that um, that rebate for yeah. the, the price because the market's moved so much yeah. and that that rebate is still capped at five seventy five purchase price. So yeah. we're seeing a lot of people um, they're trying to buy at that price or under. Yeah. Um, but there's just, there's really not, to buy a house for 575 or under is pretty tricky. And, and yeah. the supply of new housing, because it's only applicable to new houses, um, the supply of new housing is really, really tight as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a tight space. It's still competitive. I don't think we've really seen prices dip in, yeah. that, in that space. Yeah. What about um, 
do you get an idea or insight on where prices will go over the next 12 to 24 months and things like that or does it oh, just depend on so many factors is, there's a lot of factors i mean yeah. no one's only a crystal ball can tell yeah you. yeah um, <laughs> um but i th- i think the the market in adelaide's going to be pretty steady there's yeah. a lot of people a lot of the people we're selling to are people that are coming back to adelaide from interstate or moving here or you know they're, they're immigrating here yeah. um so there's i think because we've got so many people moving here I, yeah i think yeah, Adelaide's held its own and it conti- will continue to do so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really interesting point. And, and the point you make about the first home in- owners grant not increasing with the yeah. increasing house prices as well. That's actually um, a really good point to note, actually. Um, what about, I mean, I know, I know you bought your first home within the last 12 to 24 months and so. What... What are some of the things that you wish you knew before you went into? Do you have any like tips for aspiring first home buyers out there? Um, so I bought I bought my first pro- I bought it off the plan, uh, okay. which is which is a little bit scary because you yeah. don't actually know what you're getting. Yeah, I've heard um, that things can go wrong. Yeah, in those so it's cases. good. To, it's good to. Luckily, I was okay, but um, it's always good to make sure that if you're buying off the plan or you you get the, all the spec sheet, you know exactly what you're buying because yeah. you you know you, you don't want to get there. Once it's finished and, and it's not not what you thought, yeah. Um, make sure you make sure you review your form one document so they'll get um, you get given a form one with every property purchase. Yeah. Have a look there if there's any easements or have a good look through even get your conveyancer. Um, one thing we we always tell people: make sure you get a good conveyancer and make sure you get um, good financial advice as well and get yourself, which is where I suppose you guys come in. Yeah. Because um, what we see a lot of we see a lot of buyers they come into the market they they want to buy but they're not ready yeah. and it, and a lot of owners don't want to wait for someone to get financially ready, you know, even if it might be only a, a two, three week process, because there'll be some, there'll be 10 people behind them that yeah. are ready to go that yeah. they, they'd rather work with. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point. You want to make sure you know exactly where you stand, what's your best price you can offer and, and everything like that before you're in there. That's right. Con- conditions, I think um, conditions can play a, yeah, big, a big part in being successful. Obviously, every... Every owner of every different property will be different. Some people, are, some owners are going to want a really long settlement. Some are going to want a short settlement. Um, some will be okay with conditions, but the the cleaner you can make your offer and the more appealing you can make it to the owner, obviously the, the you know the the, um, the higher your chances of, of being successful in purchasing that property. What I find um, a lot of people get nervous in the process as well is the idea of having to rock up for an auction. Yeah. And I know, like, I guess because it's under, like, auction conditions, it, you feel the pressure. Yeah. And it, it's a huge thing. It, you literally have, like, so Every- much can change within a moment. That's right. Everybody's <laughs> nervous. The we, We're nervous as agents because we've, we've, we've got a job to do. We've got an expectation um, of price of where we've got to get the property. Um, the buyers are nervous because they're not sure what they're going to you know, It's a daunting experience um, yeah. in a condensed t- period of time. And the owners are nervous because they don't know what's going to happen either. Yeah. Um, so it is, yeah, it's a bit of a pressure cooker situation. Yeah. Um, and for, for people, I guess, make sure you go there, you know, in your mind where your stopping point is. Yeah. Um, and, and re- yeah, try and, you know, stay within your limits. People, every, the idea of an auction is to draw out the emotion. So, you know, sometimes that does happen. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just remember, it's only a house. There's probably going to be another one. Um, and if you're too nervous, you can always get someone there to help bid for you. You know, yeah. we, we do it all the time. We bid for clients or... You can get a buyer's agent to um, to, um, to to do the bidding for you. Um, buyer's agents they're becoming more of a thing in Adelaide. They're really interstate. They're pretty um, prominent, but here they're, they're you know they're starting to come into the market, which um, we actually really 
when when a client's going to buy as agent, we we actually really appreciate it because we know that client's going to be ready. We know that they're serious, um, and you know we know they're probably getting good advice as well. So yeah, um, so yeah, just breathe, take it easy when you when you go to an auction. Yeah, just remember there's always another house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for those that don't understand, can you um, just explain what a buyer's agent does and what their job is and and what how they can help in the process? Yep. So a buyer's agent is somebody that the buyer employs. So like the vendors, we are the vendors agents. We represent the owners. The the buyer's agent represents the buyer. So they'll the, they'll do probably will do all the no negotiation for the buyer. They'll help source property. A lot of buyers agents have good connections with um, agents, so they'll be able to get access to property that's probably not on the market yet. Yeah. Um, and um, they yeah they'll take care of all the negotiation. Um, and then probably guide you through all the other steps. And they often will organise building inspections for you. Obviously, they do charge a fee. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess they justify it by being able to give you the advice and the service but also hopefully to negotiate on your behalf and get you a better price anyway yeah yeah so hopefully it should pay off yeah do you know if it's a, like a percentage fee like a commission or is it a flat fee i think i think um each different agent or buyer's agencies work a little bit differently but yeah, yeah it's a sim it, it's either a fixed fee or a percentage i'm i'm yeah. um I'm not too, quite too sure to, to yeah, speak to yeah. exactly on that. Yeah, no, it's it's actually quite interesting, and I never thought of the um, benefit of actually using one. Yeah. But if it if they manage to take the stress out of the situation, then Absolutely. that's a yeah, huge it relief. It can give you a lot more, a lot of confidence knowing you're getting the right yeah. advice, especially bidding at auctions. Obviously, they they do that's what they do for a living. So yeah. um, they they can be pretty strategic with with bidding and and on auctions. If we loop back to that. Um, Everybody's got a different strategy on on you know how they bid it. Do we bid? Do we bid first? Do we wait to the end? Oh, um, yeah. But there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, just gonna make sure you're the last one standing. Yeah, yeah. So they, do they actually have a strategy? Do you know, like, if they oh, have every, a strategy? When it everybody, comes into it? everybody will be. Everybody's different with with the way they run. But um, but yeah, we see it every weekend. You know, yeah. people people act a little bit differently. But um, yeah. No, it's, yeah, there's no sort of set strategy, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, okay. No, that's that's good to know. Um, all right, so what would you say are the best chances of securing a property? So let's say, like, I've, I see a property, I really like it, like, I think I'm in love with it, <laughs> and I, I really want it. What yep. what will What's your best tips on giving me the best opportunity to buy that home? If it's, if it's going to auction, uh, make sure you've got all your ducks in a row, you know where your price point is, really try and press the agent. Some agents will market without a price, so sometimes it's difficult to know exactly where the property is going to fit. But, mm. um, but yeah, you can just really try and chase the agent. Make yourself known to the agent because yeah. if they know you're interested, then they're going to come and chase you if, you know, if it's selling prior or, or whatever it is. If, um, yeah, try and get your, yourself in the box seat with the agent so then they know who you are. Um, and like I said before, make sure you've got good conditions. Um, you know, you've got a reasonable time frame for settlement. If you can... A lot of brokers and um, and banks don't like not having a finance clause, which is uh, we get a lot of pushback, especially from the home first home buyer market about um, auctions because their mortgage broker will tell them, "Don't you know we need a finance clause in the contract?" Yeah, just to make sure. But and obviously, auction is an unconditional um, purchase, so there's no conditions in the contract. So, um, yeah, if you can remove that finance clause, um, if you could probably put yourself in a better light um, and. Yeah, make sure you put your best foot forward. Every agent runs the process a little bit differently. Depends on the style of sale. Obviously, auction. You the good thing about an auction is you know exactly where you stand, right? Yeah. But if it's an offers situation, you know you're sort of like shooting darts in the dark, right? You 
you're not going to know exactly where where you're going to land. So make sure we always say to people, if you know, if you would have paid an extra five, if you missed out by five thousand dollars and you would have paid that, just put that on your offer, yeah. just to make sure. It, and sometimes there's a fear, well, am I overpaying for the property? But yeah. um, if you yeah, if you miss out for five thousand or that number, just put it in, and and um, you know, you don't want to be. You'd rather be happy than sad. 100%. No, I agree. And I think some people um, can get really swept up by the fear of making a mistake too because buying your first home, can it's like the biggest asset that you'll ever buy really. So they people want to get it right and, you know, completely be aware of everything to expect going into it. Absolutely. It's, um yeah, it's a pretty life-changing event. It's it's crazy. People look spend more time looking at a car than yeah. they will a house. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be probably the biggest purchase they'll they'll ever make yeah um, so building a lot of people get building inspections um mm-hmm. which is a bit of a topic because obviously with an auction there's um you, you can't be subject to a building inspection you have to get that prior oh, so okay. it's an investment of cost prior yeah. to going to the auction you know between probably five and eight hundred dollars yeah. to get that property inspected yeah. um but it's good to know because you want to know what you're going into especially if it's an older property yeah you know plumbing wiring all those sorts of things you want to make sure that it's um if, if there's work to do, you've accounted for it or if the property is good to go as is because yeah. not everything you'll be able to see visually yourselves. Yeah. Okay, so do you find that people are usually pretty keen on the property before they they get that building expen- inspection? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're committed to going, I, I'd only suggest getting a building inspection if you're committed to going to that auction um, or a lot of people will make their offer subject to a building inspection if it's outside of an auction conditions. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, no, that's, that's actually really good. Where do you see some people make mistakes in this process? Like, do you see things go wrong or go, things go haywire where, you know, it can just turn into a bit of a mess or things like that? People that um, we've we've had it recently um, a couple of times where people, they don't quite understand the process or they change their mind at some points in time. And like, it's really, once you, once you committed, it's really hard to turn back. Yeah. Um, if, you know, people fill out a deal, they can lose their deposit or... Yeah. Um, if you're, I guess if you've got a finance clause, you pr- protect it if you can't borrow the, mm. the right amount of money. But um, we, we're, we're always pretty careful. We make sure we vet people pretty well before yeah. they, um, before, before we do a contract with people just yeah. for that reason because we don't just save you know, yeah. the concerns down the line. Yeah, you make sure they're serious. You make sure they're, they're ready to go and everything. What other tips and tricks do you have to share? Is there anything else um, that you can think of that you think um, – First home buyers out there might benefit from, or if find you're helpful? if you're looking in a certain area, find who the um find who the um find who the agents in that area that are working um that are active in that area. Speak to them, make yourself known. We we get we tell our buyers to do that. You know, make yourself known to us. Yeah. Um, so that they can tell you about stuff that's coming off up off market. Um, and yeah, they'll generally keep you uh, abroad of what's happening locally, and you you. Ho- might even be able to get something off market, which is um, which is a good opportunity, especially yeah. at the moment when um, when stock levels are pretty low. Yeah, yeah. So, why are you finding the stock levels are low? Is there any particular reason, or is it just a, a lot of people, are, you know, are buying houses? There's not much stuff available right now. Is there any particular reason at all? Good. Yes, that's um, um, a good point about stock levels. So, they are they're pretty low at the moment, um, and I think there's a few factors um there's there's not a lot of building going on mm-hmm. um there's not heaps of building going on so there's obviously less supply of new housing then there's people that um there's people just that just tend to stay in their home stamp duty is a pretty big cost it's yeah. i think it's the highest Huge. south australia's got the, the highest 
cost of stamp duty. So that for people to move, um, to move, it's a massive investment of, of money and time. Mm-hmm. So people generally tend to stay in their homes for a bit longer. And then I guess that delays the whole chain of, of um, people moving because, you know, one person buys another house and they sell theirs or, you know, they, they transition through the market. And um, we're, we're starting to see some more investment properties come onto the market. Okay. There's um, a lot of landlords have gone, well, the property was positively geared, now it's negatively geared and we're, we're just going to move that um, that property on. And, and um, building costs are really high. So people, um, we're, f- we're finding that people... Um, you know, they they're just going to build. They they end up doing the renovations to their house instead of going out and buying something that's that's got uh, that's got the finished product. So, yeah. um, there's and again, there's just more demand than there is supply. So, um, the, mm. the, the stock's getting eaten up pretty quickly by the market. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now that's that's a really interesting point to note because I know it's been up and down a lot over the last couple of years with COVID and everything. And who could have predicted COVID? But you know, I remember rocking up at auctions and just hundreds of people there, all crazy like lining up really keen on the property and now things are like starting to turn around and yeah, things it's, are changing. I think we're in a market now where you can you can buy really well and you know get a good deal but you can also pay you can also probably pay a high price too. Like it's it's whereas before it's consistently well you've just got to you know you you're just going to be paying um a high price now yeah it's become pretty patchy I think. And yeah. um if you yeah if you if you're savvy enough I think you can get a good deal in this yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any advice on that, on how to get a good deal? Um, I guess we'll just if you if you do if you if you're looking at a property and it's it's not got a, a price on it, you're going to have to push the agent. Maybe They're, some some agents won't are not able to make any comment um, mm-hmm. on price, especially if it's a, a no price campaign. But mm-hmm. um, and do your own research. You know, you can you your bank probably they've got every bank's got an app that can tell you roughly what the property's worth. Yeah, you can ask. We often help buyers. They'll send us an address and say, hey, what do you think this is worth? Um, and so do your own research. And and again, if, you, if you're serious about it, probably get a building inspection to make sure there's no hidden costs um, or anything you're not aware of. Yeah. Um, and and try and have a good relationship with the agent because um, yeah. I think that can mean something. That helps, yeah, for sure. Do you ever get... Um, people coming through and asking for recommendations from you guys on what to buy at all and what do you would what would you recommend in that instance we we do we do generally we will meet people um at an open inspection and sometimes we'll say to them hey have you considered this or considered that Mm. generally when when we look at property we we always try and recommend it's it can be difficult when buying your first home but Mm. um getting a torrents title property if you can, which, yep. you know, you're trying to avoid strata and community title if you can, yep. which they're not necessarily a bad thing, but Torrens is always considered the superior because it's your own land, you know, um, yep. y- it's your own freehold land. So, um, but, and with strata and community, there's also with first home buyers, I think not everyone knows what the difference between the two is. So community title is the newer version of strata that they, um, they sort of phase strata out for, for a number of reasons, but strata means you'll be paying a quarterly contribution to a sinking fund which is money that is held by a body corporate um, and that money is used for maintenance of the external of the property the internal of the property is the responsibility of each owner um, but externally in that group of of strata titled properties they take care of the maintenance and stuff which is which is a good thing in some ways if you're if you don't want to be dealing with the maintenance and stuff but it can also be a detriment because if you're in house one and house five yeah. if they have a hole in their roof then you're paying for someone's you know the yeah. hole in the roof of, of unit five, and and um, you know there's generally limitations on 
um, pets and all those sorts of things. So, yeah. and doing renovations externally, you probably can't change too much externally. Whereas on a torrent title, you, you know, if you want to paint the house pink, paint the house pink. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. I actually didn't think of that, but it reminds me of um, situations where my friends have complained that they had to go to strata meetings. Yes. and talk about yes. all that type of stuff and. Yep you know, repairs and this and that and yes, people get really vocal and That's passionate. right. It's, it brings out a different side of people. <laughs> yeah. Start a meeting sometimes. Yes, yeah, so you have an AGM. A lot of them are just held on Zoom now, yeah. um, nowadays. But, yeah, if, if, if you can avoid that, avoid it. But um, at the end of the day, it's, it's not really the end of the world. Mm. Um, but we always find that Torrance Title Property does better in the future when you go for a resale too. Um, yeah. And then a community title, the difference is that generally community title will be if it's a shared group with a shared driveway – Mm. that you're, you're just paying a contribution for an insurance over that common area. Or if there's, you know, a common garden, it's just maintenance for that common garden or whatever it might be that's the common property. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, it's a lot cheaper they, yeah. that they run it that way. And then the maintenance of the actual, your own property internally and externally is on is on the uh, the homeowner. Um, so that, that brings down the cost of your contributions um, a lot. So generally we, we find for insurance... Um, Insurance over driveways and in, in community titles, he's probably paying two hundred, maybe three hundred dollars per quarter. Whereas a strata, stratus can be anywhere from three hundred to a thousand or more per, oh, well. per quarter. Yeah. yeah, depending what building you're in. Especially if you're in an apartment, it will generally generally be pretty high because they've got lift maintenance and all those sorts of yeah. things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. It's something good to be to look out for. Yeah, and that's that's definitely a good point. Um, definitely speak to the real estate agent before you think of buying, just so you're aware of what the costs look like going into the transaction and and what you're going to expect along the way as well as like rates bills things like that as yeah, well yeah that's right always check your form one if you if they're, they're in arrears um for for any of their council notices water notices especially if it's a strata or a community title check your bylaws to see what you can and can't do read the minutes of the meeting um just to see who's in the group um and what's been approved and what's happening because, you know, there's, um, especially in some apartment buildings, there was the cladding, there's some flammable cladding that has mm. to be replaced. And if you buy into a property that needs to have replaced cladding, um, that's a massive expense and they have to raise the money from from the homeowners in the group. So yeah. you could be buying into a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want any nasty surprises. And especially when it comes to housing and all, all the stuff that comes along with it, it, it ain't cheap. So that's right. <laughs> so, that's yeah, right. make sure you ask lots of questions. Um, I guess another question I wanted to ask, I guess because um, a lot of this podcast is focused around first-home buyers and everything, what's your views on having a guarantor in the situation to help first-home yeah, buyers? We, a, lot of, a lot of first-home buyers we meet will probably, probably use their parents as guarantors or generally it's the parents that, that act as a guarantor for the loan, um, mm-hmm. which is, it, is a good thing because it often means they don't have to pay um, they won't have to pay uh, LMI, which yeah. is the lender's mortgage insurance, to save them on that that money. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think it's a it's a problem. And you can actually, like I, in my situation, when I bought my property, I had my parents as guarantor. But then, you if you um, you can either pay them pay them out if you um, mm. if you work towards that, or if the property's gone up in value, you can actually get it revalued. Oh, and okay. then because you've built equity in the property, then they can come off the loan. So oh, nice. um, it's a good stepping stone because a lot of people, if they didn't have that, they wouldn't be in the market. And exactly. the sooner, the sooner, like the market's always, if you look at a, a trending graph of the market, it always trends upwards. So yeah. the sooner you get in, the better. 
Yeah, and and that's such a really interesting point. I know we touched on it in a previous podcast because there's a lot of opposing views about it too, but you'll find that with anything. Um, some people are really against having to pay lenders mortgage insurance and they're saying, no, it's, it's an insurance policy for the bank. It's, it's not for you. It's a waste of money. You shouldn't pay for it. But then some people are of the view that, now nah, pay for it, get in the market, let the market work for you and over time it will sort itself out. So there's always opposing views and stuff. It's just being aware of both sides of the story. And yeah, absolutely. You always, always get the advice. Obviously, you need the consent of the parents and everybody involved that, um, that they're on board for the guarantor situation. But I think I think it's a good thing. Um, if it means you can get in the market sooner, then, yeah, it's yeah. definitely something that should be explored. Yeah, for sure. All right, perfect. Thank you so much for your insights. It's been really helpful. Do you have any last final tips or anything at all for people that are thinking of buying their first home at all? Is there anything um, else you want to yeah, share? Yeah, my general, my general sort of points of view when looking for property is if you're we, one thing we know is land always appreciates better than um, better than a house because a house will depreciate over time. You know, kitchens mm, get old. Gets old. All that stuff, it becomes outdated, it becomes worn, whereas the land's the same, you know, yeah. the same in 100 years as it is today. Yeah. Um, so if you can buy something with land, that's always a good thing because that's mm-hmm. going to put you in good stead. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can buy solid brick, it's always a good thing because solid brick, we we know we like solid brick. It's, you know, it insulates well and it's it's always pretty sturdy. Yeah. Um, and if that means you might have to go out a little bit further than you want it to be to get yeah. a little bit more bang for your buck, mm-hmm. um, then it might be worth doing that. But... Again, if you need that, if you want that lifestyle location, well, then, you know, you might be looking at an apartment or a townhouse um, mm. t- to get into the right spot. Um, and also, we we always like to um, recommend people try and buy character homes if they can. They're mm. always, they are the, mo- the pricier homes, but we, well we, do, we do find that they tend to, to do better in time um, with capital growth. And yeah. like I said before, it probably means you probably have to push out a little bit further. But if you compromise on on location i think it'll it'll you know it'll put you in good stead yeah. um, in the future and it's always good to look at suburbs next to like bridesmaid suburbs that are next to popular suburbs yeah. um, because you'll find better value there yeah and they'll probably appreciate pretty quickly to catch up to you know with the bigger brother or bigger sister suburb yeah. like there's a a few pockets of suburbs that you know i think there's some good opportunity in the west now like devon park renowned park they're they're pretty close to croydon park and brompton and Rillington suburbs that are doing really well, yeah. Um, and they're they're you know equally as close to North Adelaide in the city. Um, good value, you find nice homes there, yeah. And the the value for money is a lot better than than um ac- you know across the road. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually a really good point to make. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of the Catapult Ed Next Gen podcast. I want to extend a huge thank you to Vincent for sharing your expertise and shedding light on the world of real estate. No, thank you. Thanks for having us. It's been great. Your insights have been truly invaluable. To our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring as you navigate your own financial journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for more empowering content. Until the next time, this is Christina Tran signing off. Remember, Financial education is the key to unlocking your future success.